If you let retirement just happen, chances are you won't be happy for long. Looking back, you'll wish you had planned more, a lot more. On today's show, five things you can do now to help you get to where you want to be in retirement. Welcome in to Retirement Room. Welcome into Retirement Rue. It's all about retirement, powered by Simon & Simon Financial right here in the New Orleans market. We have Chad Simon, Grant Simon, and Father Gerald Simon, the founder of Simon & Simon Financial. Between these three, father and sons, 88 combined years experience helping hundreds of clients get ready for their golden years, their retirement. They are fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and it's always retirement. And there's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar with Simon & Simon Financial, no cost or obligation. Again, retirement topics flying each and every week. And before we get into our first subject, I wanted to kind of talk to Gerald, bring him in for just a second. And Gerald, you know, to find out the most important things that you can do to prepare for your retirement. Good morning, Morgan. I think one of the most important things you can do before you prepare to retire is to prepare mentally and emotionally for the changes to your life that retirement will undoubtedly bring. I think there is so much attention given to the financial side of retirement planning that the mental and emotional side is somewhat forgotten. You should also have a set of goals, both short and long-term, that you want to accomplish in retirement. The sense of purpose that we feel from working is not an insignificant thing. When you retire, you can lose that sense of purpose if you don't have a plan for how you're going to spend your days in retirement. And I will add that one of the ways that you can help cure this important uh, change of emotions is to work with a financial professional and you will uncover undoubtedly so many things that you hadn't even thought of that affect you especially with that all-important sense of purpose. People have to have a sense of purpose if they're going to have a successful retirement. Wise words. I mean, you think about everything that everyone's going through to get ready for retirement, and we're acquiring, and we're accumulating, and uh, we're putting things away, and then all of a sudden that day comes. Uh, you really need to be prepared for it. Have a plan. Work with a pro and uh, makes that path, uh, you know, much more clearer as, as far as what you're going to be doing in retirement. Always fantastic to visit with Gerald Simon, the founder of Simon & Simon Financial. Maybe you're someone who plans everything to the smallest detail, or maybe you just, you know, kind of let things happen. Either way, Retirement, it's coming. It's approaching for everybody. So we wanted to outline some things that you can do or you should do before you retire. And this is a spoiler alert. Uh, you got to have a plan, folks. We talk about it every single week here on Retirement Ruse. So, Chad, we're going to bring you in. You got to really take a, look, a mental picture, envision what your retirement is going to be. Yeah, that's exactly right, Morgan. It's, it's a lot like what Gerald just spoke about. Um, it's not just the 
the financial aspect of it, but you know, what are you physically or literally going to be doing day to day? I mean, everyone realizes, okay, I'm going to travel more, I'm going to do these things, but then they wake up on Monday and they hit the alarm clock and say, okay, I'm ready for, wait a minute, <laughs> I don't need to go to work. Um, they get there and they've been too busy raising kids and worried about their day-to-day issues that they really don't have um, uh, priorities set for what they're going to do day-to-day. And a lot of times it can create depression and a and kind of a, a loss of uh, feeling needed in the world. And so, like you said, it's not only financially, but you need to emotionally uh, and mentally prepare for retirement as well. So one of the good ways to do that is to maybe start a diary, write down some of the things that you want to accomplish, um, kind of a not so much of a bucket list, so to speak, that can be part of it. But really, you know, day to day, are you going to volunteer? Uh, if you're going to travel, you're going to spend time with the grandkids. Some people don't have this issue because their kids have already said, look, uh, mom and dad, you're going to take care of the, my kids, their grandkids from, you know, three to three to seven every day. So a lot of the times already filled. But some people do have a problem with this um, if they haven't had a concrete plan. So writing it down makes it a lot easier um, to, to, to really physically put yourself in the place you're going to be um, to be ready for it. Going over five things you can do right now to help you once you get to retirement. So that first one knocked out of the park, Chad, all over it. Envision what retirement is. And then guess what? You know, once you once you envision what retirement is, it's going to cost money. Right. So what are going to be the next one? You know, I guess what are going to be your day to day expenses? Yeah, that's right, Morgan. So for so many people, when the paychecks are rolling in, you know, the bills are paid for the mortgage is paid. It's almost like an afterthought. Um, you get a paycheck every two weeks. A lot of your bills are uh, auto draft out of your account. So, um, so many people that we see initially, they don't even know, you know, what things cost, or they don't even know what they're paying for their mortgage, um, in more, other than a roundabout way, because it's just automatic. But you have to understand, for the first time in your life, in your working life, those the, there's no more money coming in. So, what you have in retirement, you have to make the most of it. And you got to have a plan for that and, and understand where that money is going. You know, the funniest thing, funniest, funniest story. I remember when we had a client come in one time and uh, he and her were talking and we're talking about budgets. And it was so funny. She was talking about, oh, look, there's a, there was a sale at TJ Maxx. And, you know, we're going to go after here. We're going to go down to uh, Macy's because they got a sale on this and a sale on that. And he looks over his wife and he says, you know, you're right, honey. You know, if we keep saving money like this, we're going to be broke. So it doesn't matter uh, who you are, whether you're a millionaire or whether you're just a normal average Joe, you have to create a budget. You have to understand what things cost um, so that you know what kind of return you're going to need, where the income is going to come from, um, you know, what are the tax implications of where that income's coming from. Um, really having a, a good idea of those day-to-day expenses, whether you're a millionaire or not, you have to have a budget in retirement. I mean, think about it, folks. The beauty of this is you have these conversations and you create this plan before you actually retire. Uh, And this is a big deal. Uh, It's also a huge help to you. So these are just five things you can do right now before you actually retire. They're going to help you uh, once you get to that day. So envision what retirement's going to be for you. You know, develop a a really good understanding of what your day-to-day expenses are going to be. And then, very important, before you get to retirement, Chad, this next one, just sit down and review what your actual assets are. Yeah, that's look. That's the name of the game, right? It's it's this is this is the culmination of everything you've saved for your retirement. So it's time to get out a you know a pen and paper and get out a, a spreadsheet and see you know where are your assets, how much you have. Um, when you add up your social security, 
your pensions, your 401ks, your IRAs, get a ballpark 30,000 foot perspective of where you are. And then when you are working with an advisor, it certainly helps us do our job better. We can then create a plan to not only maximize the growth in those assets, but to more importantly, mitigate the losses. I mean, this is especially important, you know, with what we're with what we're seeing now. Um, if you retired on 1231 of last year and the market uh, took a, a 25, 30 percent nosedive, um, you're probably sitting there thinking, wow, look, I'm the, the, the unluckiest person in the, in the world, which is why we tell people, you know, retirement's not about getting there and then creating a plan. It's about creating a plan before you get there. We like to say, you know, that five to 10 year period before retirement, you really need to start planning about mitigating losses. Um, you know, where that income is going to come from. What are the tax implications of where that income is coming from? So reviewing your assets, reviewing that those income sources is the name of the game for sure. Retirement Rue Radio, we have Simon & Simon Financial, the power behind the program. Going to be an opportunity to get on their calendar, no cost or obligation. That is coming up. We're hitting the five things you can do right now to help you as you move towards your retirement. So envision what retirement's going to be. Develop a better understanding of what your day-to-day expenses are going to be. Review your assets. Make sure you know exactly what's in the kitty. And then understanding your tax situation, Chad. Yeah, that's right, Morgan. Another huge part of retirement planning is understanding what your tax situation is going to be. You know, for most people, I'd say for 80 plus percent of individuals, uh, your tax situation is going to be better in retirement for a multitude of reasons. The first being that for most people, your income is going to go down in retirement or at least stay the same. Um, But the other part is that your taxable income or the amount that you're going to, the, the way that your assets are taxed in retirement is a lot more favorable than the way your assets or your income rather is taxed in your working years. Um, Social Security, only 85% of your Social Security is taxable. There's no FICA, Medicare on the retirement income, only on earned income. So if you're making $100,000 a year um, uh, pre-retirement, you're not going to have to make $100,000 a year in retirement because unlike in retirement, you're going to keep, you know, for the first 100,000 or less in retirement, you're going to keep, you know, 90% or more. Whereas when you're work years, you're keeping, you know, with contributions, health expense, health insurance, um, FICA, Medicare, federal state, you're keeping 60%. So that's the the first part. But there are, uh, you know, for some individuals who have higher income or have high IRA values, um, you're going to be on the opposite of the spectrum, which means you're going to be paying more in taxes. And that has to do with RMDs when you turn 72 or 73, depending on when you turn, uh, get that to that age with the changes in the Secure Act. If you've got three, $4 million in your IRAs, your RMDs can uh, really quickly become uh, an astronomical amount of income that you have to plan for. So understanding your taxes for each of these situations is critically important. All right. Next up, the last one is review the risk in your portfolio, Chad. Yeah, absolutely. So this is something that we're seeing, especially now. The example I gave, if you know, for the poor individuals who retired at the end of the last year and they saw a 20, 30 percent drop in their account. And it goes back in everything we just talked about, taxes, where the money's coming in, budgeting. Um, but the biggest way to ensure that your assets are going to be there for the for the lifetime, for your lifetime, is to understand the risk in your portfolio, understanding how your assets need to be allocated. To ensure that you never have to worry about running out of money, no matter how long you live and no matter what happens uh, in the markets. Okay. Well, we've got five positions on the calendar at Simon & Simon Financial. Chad, what's going to happen for these five callers? 
Yeah, that's right, Morgan. So for the next five callers, we're going to custom design an easy to understand financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. There's no cost or obligation to all callers who have at least $200,000 saved for retirement. If you meet those qualifications, here's what you can expect. First, we'll run a forensic fee analysis to help you untangle what it's costing you to work with your current planner or advisor. We'll show you how to protect your investments and keep more of your money in your accounts. Next, we'll perform a tax analysis to show you how you possibly reduce your taxes and increase your cash flow. And finally, we'll create a customized income plan using proven strategies and techniques that can turbocharge your retirement income. All right, we've got five positions. Here's the number, 800-728-2225. Again, if you've got at least 200000 saved towards your retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. The number again, five spots, they will go fast. 800-728-2225. Call now. It's called the Great Resignation millions of people leaving the workforce every month. If you are among them or considering it, we've got some tips on what you should do with the money in your old account. We'll be right back. Welcome back into Retirement Rue Radio. I tell you, New Orleans, we talk retirement each and every week, and each and every week we're powered by Simon & Simon Financial. We have Grant Simon, Chad Simon, and Father Gerald Simon. Again, Gerald, the founder of Simon & Simon Financial. They have 88 combined years' experience between father and sons, and they've helped hundreds of clients get ready for their retirement. They are fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. It is always retirement topics, and we are not stopping. Here we go. Quitting a job. It has never been more popular. I mean, it's absolutely crazy when you think about it. In 2021, workers left their jobs to the tune of nearly $4 million per month, the highest rate ever recorded by the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Now, if you're one of them, we've got some options on what to do with that old 401k. So, Grant, let's jump in. Uh, leave it uh, in your 401k. Just leave it there. Yeah, Morgan, that is certainly an option. You can leave your money in your old employer's 401k if you're happy with the investment choices that are offered and if the fees are low, provided that the plan rules allow it. Every 401k is governed by the trust documents for that 401k. So you have to be sure that the old plan, your old employer's plan will allow you to uh, keep the money in that uh, 401k, even though you're not working there. Some allow it, some don't. Um, Your money will stay invested and that way earnings can still accrue, but you won't be able to contribute any additional funds to the old employer's 401k. So it's important that you open a new retirement account, whether it be an IRA, if your new employer is offering a 401k, you want to sign up there, especially if they match Uh, any of your contributions. And if you're self-employed, you can set up a SEP IRA or a simple IRA or a solo 401k uh, for yourself. Folks, I tell you, there's so much going on in the world today. And really, over the last couple of years, what we're talking about right now, uh, the great resignation, how so many people have left their jobs, uh, really is, uh, it's, 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 it blows your mind that so many people have decided to just up and quit their job, obviously probably moving on to something else. But what do you do with all the old accounts? So we got some tips for you. Uh, you've got an old 401k. The first one, just leave it there. Uh, options are limited, obviously. And then what about this one, Grant? Roll it into an IRA. 
Yeah. So the, and this goes for all 401ks. I don't care if you work for a major uh, multinational corporation or if you're working for a, a small mom and pop operation that's got a couple of employees. If you have a 401k, the amount of funds that will be offered in that 401k are going to be somewhat limited. It's an arrangement that happens between the uh, third party administrator, the company that's creating the 401k, and whatever investment group is providing those investment options. But for most 401ks, you're going to have maybe 10 to 20, maybe 25 fund options that you can choose from. The benefit of rolling that old employer 401k into an IRA is once the money rolls into an IRA, all of the investments in the world essentially become available to you, not the 10 to 20 funds that were in the 401k. Now you can invest in essentially anything that you want, whether it be stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, essentially anything that you'd want. Um, and that is a big benefit. This other big benefit is that if you take a withdrawal from a 401k, there is a 20% mandatory tax withholding. With an IRA, there isn't one. Now, you definitely, if you're going to do this transfer, this rollover from 401k to a IRA, you absolutely want to aim for a direct rollover where the old 401k is going to send the check directly to the new financial institution where your IRA is established. You don't want the old 401k sending you a check because if they do that and it's done uh, and it's not done through a, a direct rollover, you owe 20% or you have a 20% tax withholding. The only way you could avoid that if you got, let's say, a $50,000 check from the old 401k and they had withheld 20%, which is $10,000, the only way to avoid those taxes if you were trying to reinvest that money is you'd have to put the full $50,000 back into an IRA to avoid uh, the, the tax and penalty hit. So you always want it to be a direct rollover and eliminates any taxes and makes it very uh, simple. So that's one thing that you want to do. Uh, the other thing that I would note for caution is, is with an IRA, uh, you have a 10% uh, penalty if you withdraw funds pre-59 and a half. If the money is in a 401k, though, and you are 55 years or older, between 55 to 59 and a half, you don't have that 10% pre-distribution penalty. So if you were 55 to 59 and a half and you're leaving uh, to find a new job or you go to a new job, you might want to consider leaving it in that old 401k if you might need to access some of that money because there would be no 10% pre-distribution penalty as opposed to rolling it into an IRA. Retirement, Rue. It's always about retirement. And so many people have left their jobs in the last few years. I mean, what are you doing with the old accounts? What are you doing with that old 401k? We're coming up with some tips for you uh, just to be aware of. There's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar at Simon & Simon Financial, and you can have these conversations in person. Uh, if you are uh, displaced, meaning you've left your job and you're currently looking for a job or you just have that old 401k and you're not really sure what to do, again, we're hitting the tips, but you can also uh, grab one of these appointments with Simon & Simon Financial and have this conversation in person. So, again, you've left your position. You've got an old 401k. You can leave it there, right? You can roll it over into an IRA. And what about just creating a new 401k, Grant? 
Well, right. So if you are, uh, you get to a new job and they offer a 401k, you do have the option potentially to roll your old employer's 401k, the funds that are in that 401k, to your new employer's 401k account. Again, this would be, this would assume that the plan, the new plan uh, would allow that old 401k to be rolled into it. You'll certainly want to examine the new 401k's investment options and any fees that they charge in those funds. So you want to make sure that you've got at least as good of funds or better than the old 401k and that the fees are uh, reasonable, hopefully better than the old 401k or at least um, the same. Um, and as with rolling from an old 401k to an IRA, the same holds true to rolling it to a new 401k. You want to do a direct rollover from your old 401k to your new 401k to, again, avoid that mandatory tax withholding and any taxes or fines. Retirement Rue, it's about retirement each and every week. And each and every week, we give you an opportunity. If you've got a question about what's going on with your retirement, maybe it's about an old 401k, or maybe uh, you just need some clarity when it comes to your retirement plan. Maybe you have not started. Uh, there's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar with Simon and Simon Financial. You can get started. Maybe you're in the middle of something and you just have questions. Get a second opinion on what's going on with your either current plan or portfolio. And uh, again, that's no cost or obligation. We're going to open up those spots here in just a little bit. And again, uh, we're talking about this particular you know phase that we are in where people have just been leaving their jobs over the last couple of years. Uh, we've got millions of people just saying, you know what, I'm done. So what do you do with the old account, the old 401k? You can leave it there. You could roll it over into an IRA. You could roll it over into a new 401k if you are now employed by somebody else. And then there's this last one, Grant, and you can just cash out. Yeah, and this is without a doubt uh, almost always the worst option when you quit your job. Cashing out that old 401k is going to subject you to that new tw that that 20% mandatory withholding. It's going to add all of the funds that you cash out on top of the income that you've made in that year. And in addition to that, if you're under the age of 59 and a half, you are going to pay a 10% pre-distribution penalty. So if you had a $50,000 401k balance and you're in the 22% tax bracket, after you cash it out, you're only going to get about $32,500 of the 50,000. I will tell you that it is actually pretty surprising how often we see people that do cash out their old 401ks. It is, it truly is. The, the best thing that you can do is either roll it into a, a IRA or keep it in the old 401k, but you don't want to cash it out, pay, take the tax hit and potentially that 10% pre-distribution penalty. Um, it is always better to keep those funds invested, take it out over time and not get hit um, uh, with all of the taxes and fees. Well, now's the opportunity. If you've got questions maybe about an old 401k and what to do, you can get on the calendar with Simon and Simon Financial. Grant, what's going to happen for the next five callers? That's right, Morgan. For the next five callers, we're going to custom design an easy-to-understand financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. There's no obligation or cost to all callers who have at least $200,000 saved for retirement. If you meet those qualifications, here's what you can expect. 
First, we'll run a forensic fee analysis to help you untangle what it's costing you to work with your current planner or advisor. We'll show you how to protect your investment and keep more of your money in your accounts. Next, we'll perform a tax analysis to show how you could possibly reduce your taxes and increase your cash flow. And finally, we'll create a customized income plan using proven strategies and techniques that could turbocharge your retirement income. All right, folks, we got five positions on the calendar with Simon & Simon Financial in the New Orleans market. If you've got at least 200000 saved for your retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. Five spots, they will go fast. Here's the number, 800-728-2225. Again, 800-728-2225. Maybe you haven't started planning, now's the time to do it. Maybe you're in the middle of something, get that second opinion, gain some peace of mind. 800-728-2225. One more time, 800-728-2225. Call now. Running out of money is every retiree's worst nightmare good news when we come back we'll outline some things you can do to help avoid that fate and it's never too late to start welcome back into retirement rue radio it's all about retirement powered by simon and simon financial and you can find him right here in the new orleans market it's chad simon grant simon and father gerald simon and again gerald the founder of simon and simon financial and between father and his two sons 88 combined years experience helping hundreds of clients get ready for their retirement they are fiduciaries and again it's topics each and every week all related to retirement you're going to have questions we're going to give you an opportunity to get some answers, no cost or obligation. Jump on the calendar with Simon and Simon Financial. We've carved out a few spots for radio listeners only. So listen up. When we open them up, jump on them. So it's time to face your fears, especially in a roller coaster economy. And man, I tell you, we have been riding the roller coaster the last few months. Before you start your retirement journey, learn more about these common reasons why some retirees run out of money. And again, that's the number one fear. More importantly, learn what you can do now to avoid this kind of fate. So Grant, we'll start with you. You take all your money out of the stocks. Uh, avoid that. Yeah, absolutely, Morgan. You know, market volatility is certainly scary for everyone. And usually it's even more scary or even scarier, excuse me, uh, for retirees, because if you're in a position where you're having to take your income out of your investment portfolio and that investment portfolio falls by 25 or 30 percent, then you've got a lot less money there working for you when you're taking those withdrawals. It can make a 5 percent withdrawal turn into about a 9 percent withdrawal rate. So uh, you, the worst thing that you can possibly do, though, is take those paper losses and make them real. When you sell out of the stocks that you have because the market gets volatile, whatever those losses are, you're taking those losses and making them real. It's why it is so very important to have an allocation that is properly created so that you always have a place to go to take the income that you need from a source that is not affected by the ups and downs of the market and then you allow for the stocks that you own to rebound because over time, if you wait long enough, I promise you, they will always come back. So if you have a place to go to take the income that you need that won't be affected by market losses, it gives you the ability to ride out those downturns when they happen and let those stocks rebound. It then is as if the loss never occurred. 
talking about just reasons why some retirees are running out of money. And uh, it's a slippery slope, folks. I mean, you, you don't want to take all your money out of the stocks, right? Uh, you also, this next one, Grant, you don't want to invest too much in stocks. Yeah, that's also very true. Um, you know, for most people, the conventional wisdom is is when you're nearing retirement, you move to the 60-40 stock uh, to bond approach. 60% of your money is in stocks, 40% is in bonds or, or safer assets. And then you'll trim that back to 40 to 50% uh, stocks in early retirement. And then later in retirement, you might move it down to only 20 or 30% in stocks. Uh, but diversification is more than just stocks. You want to have steady sources of retirement income, whether that be provided by real estate investment trusts uh, that are publicly traded, uh, bonds or dividend paying stocks. There's a number of different or uh, various forms of annuities that can provide income without having any effect uh, from the downturns in the stock market. You've got to have, in addition to just the growth from stocks, you've got to have the income producing assets. And there are a number of different assets that do that, that can provide that income. But putting all those tools, those puzzle pieces together to make the perfect allocation, that's what retirement planners strive to accomplish for their, um, for their clients. Folks, I mean, having a plan, I mean, that, that is a, a step that needs to happen uh, just so you don't run into this situation. Number one fear for retirees is running out of money, and we're going over the reasons why they're running out of money. Maybe you take all of your money out of stocks. Uh, don't do that. Maybe you invest way too much in the stock market. You got to you got to back off of that. Uh, what about this one? This is this is an interesting one for me. Uh, you underestimate how long you're going to live. I know it's hard to kind of predict when you're going to punch the clock for the last time, but a lot of people think they're going to live a lot less than they actually do. Yes, and I can tell you um, just from uh, you know our own experience of meeting with thousands of retirees, many people think that they're going to live a much shorter lifespan than the statistics would tell us that they're, they're actually going to live. So you have to be careful about longevity risk. If you underestimate your life expectancy, then you run the risk of running out of money because if you lived an extra 10 or 12 years past what you were expecting, well, then the money's got to come from someplace. So you have to make sure that you are planning for a 30-year retirement period, that's what we would recommend to all clients. If you're retiring at 65, you need to plan on potentially living to 95. So that gives you a buffer. You're probably not going to live to 95, but you have to ensure that if you do, you have the assets to cover it. Folks, uh, number one fear for retirees is running out of money. We're hitting reasons why this is happening. All right. First one, you take all your money out of stocks. Okay. Don't do that. You invest too much money in the stock market. The, you know, the, the opposite of that. Uh, also don't go there. And then you underestimate your life expectancy. And then the bottom line is you're not budgeting well. And this is the next one. Uh, you spend too much money. Yeah, you know, this is one where I think we can all uh, safely say that we we all do this to some extent. Uh, 
probably before and during retirement. Studies from the Employee Benefit Research Institute found that 46% of retired households spent more annually in the first two years of retirement than they did just before retiring. And when you think about it, it makes sense because you've got 30 years of stuff that you haven't had time to do. And now, right after you retire, you want to fix some things at the house, you want to maybe change the kitchen out or whatever the you want to travel. So usually there is this adjustment period right after you retire, where you might spend more money than you normally do. And you have to be prepared for that. You got to budget for those sorts of things. And that's why doing the income planning process uh, of retirement planning is so very important. You're locked into Retirement Rue. We talk retirement each and every week here with Simon and Simon Financial. We have Grant Simon, Chad Simon, and Father Gerald Simon, 88 combined years experience. And going over, you know, reasons why retirees can run out of money, which is the number one fear. If you run out of money in retirement, uh, maybe you've got all your money, um, you know, out of the stock market. That You pulled it out. I mean, that's a, that's a mistake. You invest way too much in the stock market. That's the, you know, the opposite of that. Got to be careful there. You underestimate how long you're going to live. A lot of people uh, do that on a regular basis, and then you're not budgeting well, and you're spending too much money in retirement. Your money can get absolutely sapped uh, and, and, and taken out. So, Chad, let's bring you in. We're going to go over a few more. Reasons why retirees can run out of money in retirement. You rely on a single source of income in retirement. Yeah, that's right. This is a big one. So 94% of retirees and 86% of workers cite Social Security as their primary source of income in retirement. That's according to a 2022 retirement confidence survey conducted by the Employee Benefit Research Institute in January. At the same time, many fear Social Security will be reduced or cease to exist by the time they retire. As a side note, I can tell you that Social Security is not at risk. Uh, And the biggest reason is that it doesn't really matter if you're a Democrat or Republican, even suggesting making changes that result in reduced benefits, uh, reduced Social Security benefits or phasing out of the program is political kryptonite. And as it relates to Social Security running out of money, I can tell you that even now, Social Security Fund is completely funded through 2036. And beyond that, there are simple tweaks such as making higher income earners pay more social security taxes or delaying full retirement uh, start date altogether. These small changes alone can literally add decades to the viability of the social security system. So we tell people all the time, never make a social security election decision based on rumors. It's like we say, there are no right or wrong way of electing your social security benefits, what matters is you have the information to make the best decision for your specific situation. That being said, social security alone probably won't be enough to see you comfortably through retirement. Uh, So having multiple income streams is always the smartest play. All right, we've got time for one more. And again, these are reasons why uh, it's happening. The number one fear for retirees, running out of money. uh, and And this is a big one. You end up getting sick in retirement. Yeah, so it's no secret our health deteriorates as we get older. Uh, you know, Gerald is turning 83 in August. He can write a book about the health issues that arise from aging, and no one is immune from those issues, unfortunately. It's also no secret that health care is expensive. A report from the Employee Benefit Research Institute shows that, that a 65 year old man would need to save 142000 or more to have a 90% chance of affording his health care expenses in retirement. That's excluding long-term care um, that aren't covered by Medicare or private insurance. 
the news is far worse for a 65-year-old woman. Women typically live longer, longer, uh, and a 65-year-old woman would need at least $159,000. So be sure you're doing all that you can to cut health care costs in retirement by considering supplemental Medigap or Medicare uh, insurance uh, policies and Medicare Advantage plans, MAPD plans, and reviewing your options annually to ensure that you're always getting your the biggest bang for your buck. All right. Well, now's the opportunity to get on the calendar with Simon and Simon Financial. We have five positions opening right now. Chad, what's going to happen for these five callers? That's right, Morgan. So for the next five callers, we're going to custom design an easy to understand financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. There's no cost or obligation to all callers have at least $200,000 saved for retirement. If you meet those qualifications, here's what you can expect. First, we'll run a forensic fee analysis to help you untangle what it's costing you to work with your current planner or advisor. We'll show you, how, show you how to protect your investments and keep more of your money in your pockets. Next, we'll perform a tax analysis to show you how you could possibly reduce your taxes and increase your cash flow. And finally, we'll create a customized income plan using proven strategies and techniques that can turbocharge your retirement income. All right, folks, if you've got at least 200000 saved towards your retirement, these strategies are going to work best for you. Here's the number. We have five positions, 800 800- 728-2225. Again, call Simon and Simon now, 800-728-2225. That's 800-728-2225. We're crafting answers to your questions. Details when we come right back. into Retirement Room, powered by Simon & Simon Financial. We have Grant Simon, Chad Simon, and Father Gerald Simon, the founder of Simon & Simon Financial. And between Gerald, Chad, and Grant, they have 88 combined years experience helping hundreds of clients get ready for their retirement. They are fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate and sometimes referee. But we always talk retirement. Uh, we have some fun, but it's a very serious subject, folks. You need to make sure you have a plan. There's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar at Simon & Simon Financial, see where you are in that uh, planning scenario. Maybe you haven't started. be a great time to do it. Uh, maybe you're in the middle of something. You want a second opinion. Grab one of the spots when we make them available. We've got five more uh, that we're going to open up here immediately following our question and answer. But before we get there, uh, we always hear that cash is king. Is it still? For some insight, we turn to Meb Faye, co-founder and CIO of Cambria Investment Management. Here's Fabe on cash. But if you look at cash on an after-inflation basis, so going mm -hmm. back for the past 100 years, Cash is lost, and cash meaning T-bills. So not, not just putting things under the mattress, but actually putting in T-bills. After inflation, at one point, you lose half, okay? And so we did a, a post that said you have to invest, and it could be a global portfolio. It could be stocks, bonds, and we're saying that's struggling this year. And the third missing piece that almost no one has is real assets like commodities. Um, that portfolio historically has been safer, less volatile, and a lower drawdown than cash has been over time. All right, that's Meb Fabe, co-founder, CIO of Cambria uh, Investment Management. Uh, I guess, Grant, just your thoughts on that. Well, I can tell you, uh, Mr. Fabe is correct. Uh, keeping large sums of money in cash is itself an investment decision. And, you know, what we see is 
people will sometimes keep a tremendous percentage of their assets in cash because they're worried about what will happen uh, for the portion that they have invested in the market if the market goes down. And so really what you want to have is when the market is going up, which it is going up 74% of the time, if you look back for the last 100 years, when the market is going up, you want all your money to be going up. But when the market is going down, you want to have a stopgap on a large portion of your assets, whether it be from uncorrelated assets or investments that provide that principal protection, you want to have your money working for you at a current eight and a half to 10% inflationary rate. If you keep your money in cash, you're losing eight and a half to 10% of that purchasing power every year. And that causes a tremendous difference over time in how you're going to be able to enjoy retirement, live in retirement, and what type of retirement you're going to have. Taya, it just screams, you, know, you need to have a plan. You need to know what you're doing. Uh, have a roadmap. You don't just want to show up at retirement without a plan. There's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar with Simon and Simon Financial here in just a little bit, immediately following our Q&A, and you can have these types of conversations. Are you ready for retirement? What's your portfolio look like? Do you even have a plan? Uh, if you do not... Uh, jump on one of those appointments. If you do and you've got questions, get a second opinion. One of those appointments can be for you as well. Let's get into our question and answer portion of the program, and then we'll open up those calendar spots. Mandeville is our first location. Jerry is there. Uh, Chad, this one's for you. I'm a single parent. I'm 67 years old. I'm ready to retire. However, I'm anxious about decisions I need to make. My daughter is in her last year of college. I don't have any more money to pay for it. So for her last year, should I take from retirement monies or get a loan? She is a good kid with some special problems that she has. She overcomes daily. Any advice for me? Yeah. Hey, Jerry. You know, this is such a, a great question because it's really a situation we are seeing more and more from our clients. And I really don't think the financial industry is focused enough on this particular issue. Um, you know, where, issue, where, where individuals are preparing for or entering retirement and still helping their children or their adult children um, like your situation. And it really can be scary during good times. So it can especially be scary uh, during times like we're, we find ourselves in now with rapid inflation and uh, economic uh, turmoil that we're going through now. So you know, the first thing I would say is you have to put yourself first, right? Uh, if you're not in a position to help yourself, you're not going to be in a position to help anyone else. Secondly, you know, you have to absolutely take advantage, in my opinion, of school loans. Um, not only because uh, you know it ensures that your kid has some skin in the game, which is important, um, but also interest rates are still very low. And you know, in the political uh, discourse right now, we're talking a lot about whether or not uh, these loans are going to be paid off, either in full uh, or, or a certain percentage of them will be paid off. So uh, our position is, I think there will probably be a common ground where they're going to pay some off. So it, it allows your kid to have some skin in the game, which is helpful. Um, it puts, you know, her success on her back if, if she succeeds, um, you know, it incentivizes her to, just to succeed and take advantage of that, knowing she's got to pay some of this back. It also gives her more time. Um, typically, it's you don't have to start paying those back uh, school loans back until six months after she graduates. 
So again, take advantage of the school loans. Uh, make sure that you're always taken care of first, uh, because again, you know, you have to take care of yourself before you can help anyone else. Um, but thanks for the question. It's it's something that you know not enough people are talking about for sure. Retirement root question and answer portion of the program. We're going to open up five positions on the calendar at Simon and Simon Financial here in just a little bit. Next question up for Grant. We have Marty in Covington. So right in the backyard. The stock market is my problem. My 401k is my problem. What are the chances that I retire and the stock market crashes? All my plans are upside down. What do I do with my 401k now? My original plan as recent as last month, was to draw my 401k and use approximately 200000 to renovate my house. Should I take a loan or keep my plan the way it is? Yeah, Marty, um, it's understandable what you are going through. Obviously, with the, the downturn in the market, it can make the planning process a lot more difficult um, when you are getting ready to retire and you have a big drop like this. Um, but the best thing that you can do is to uh, not make the knee-jerk decision to uh, sell the assets inside your 401k, the equity assets inside your 401k. Um, doing that almost certainly will be a bad idea, that it will result in you uh, losing a significant amount of money. Um, I can tell you, if you were planning on drawing down that 401k by taking out $200,000 to renovate your house, I know interest rates have crept up some, but unequivocally, you should take out a loan, especially now, since the market is down. You don't want to make those losses real by selling out the equity positions, $200,000, and paying the taxes on it to be able to renovate the house. It's much better to take a loan out and then withdraw the income to repay that loan over time. Final question of the program coming up, and then we're going to open up those five spots on the calendar with Simon and Simon Financial. Chad, you're getting a final question from Edith. She's in Metairie. Here's the question. I'm 64. My husband is 62. We plan to work until he is at least 65, so three or four more years. We have about a million total in various accounts, but my own IRA has 400000 in it. Should I move it to a Roth IRA, or is it too late at this stage? I'm also trying to pay down our mortgage. Our house is worth around 650000 and the mortgage is now around 200000 So when we retire, we're going to be debt-free and can sell the house and just go. What do you think about that plan? Yeah. Hey, Avi, thanks for the question. Well, first, I would want to commend you on having a plan for retirement, which is uh, what we've talked about throughout the show and how important it is. So let's address your two specific questions. First, should you move your IRA or pre-tax account to a Roth, which is called a Roth conversion? So when it comes to determining whether or not you should do a Roth conversion, you really need to sit down and do the math as to whether or not it's worth taking that upfront tax hit that comes with a Roth conversion. And I would say that, you know, in our experience for most retirees, the math suggests that a Roth conversion is probably not the way to go, again, for most people. Remember, to make up for that upfront tax hit from a Roth conversion, the funds have to have enough time and make a large enough return so that the tax-free income from the Roth covers that upfront expense. So you really need to get into the math. It, it's such a math-oriented thing and a, a, a specific to your uh, individual situation. Again, if you're looking at an extremely high RMD, 
you know, three or $4 million and have a huge RMD, then maybe a Roth conversion would make sense. But for most people, uh, I, we just don't think it's worth the pre, uh, the upfront tax it. Secondly, should I pay off my mortgage? This one, again, really depends on a couple of variables. First off, what interest rate are you paying? If you've got a 20 or 30 year mortgage and you're paying a 3% or less interest rate, then you absolutely should not pay off that debt. Also, if you're using pre-tax dollars to pay off a portion or all of the remaining balance, not only are you losing the growth and the income production on that amount, uh, but there's going to be an incredible tax hit on that money that you take out to pay the loan. So um, if this is you, I would definitely not only not pay off the balance, I would not consider uh, continuing paying down the mortgage as well. The math just doesn't make sense to do that. All right, Q&A in the books. Now it's an opportunity to get on the calendar at Simon & Simon Financial. Grant, what's going to happen for these five callers? That's right, Morgan. For the next five callers, we're going to custom design an easy-to-understand financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. There's no obligation or cost to all callers who have at least $200,000 saved for retirement. If you meet those qualifications, here's what you can expect. First, we'll run a forensic fee analysis to help you untangle what it's costing you to work with your current planner or advisor. We'll show you how to protect your investments and keep more of your money in your accounts. Next, we'll perform a tax analysis to show how you could possibly reduce your taxes and increase your cash flow. And finally, we'll create a customized income plan using proven strategies and techniques that could turbocharge your retirement income. All right, folks, if you've got at least 200000 saved towards your retirement, these strategies will work best for you. Here's the number, five spots, 800-728-2225. Again, no cost or obligation. That's 800-728-2225. Call now. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Chad Simon and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.